It's a grand old fag, it's a high-flying fag, it's the emblem for me and for you. It's the emblem of the team we love, the team of the red and the blue. Hi, and welcome to the Borough Podcast with Sam Wharton and Kevin Hillier. Hello, Sam. How are you going? You're, you're licking your wounds. Yeah, a bit of a tough weekend for uh, both portions of the club. Uh, yesterday we had the uh, the game out at Box Hill City Oval for the women um, at 11 o'clock, and they unfortunately fell short, um, but they will, now look, they, now, they will now look ahead to a, a finals campaign in their first ever season, which is really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then later on in the afternoon we were – Wrapped to be able to welcome crowds back to ETU Stadium of uh, Northport Oval and um, they witnessed a terrific contest. It was obviously a special day with the Frank Johnson Heritage Day that we uh, have as the annual occasion in Round 11. Um, as I said, terrific game of, of VFL footy. Unfortunately, our um, our oldest and biggest rivals got the better of us in the end, but still a very special day to commemorate. And uh, we had the pre- presentation of the Johnson Callahan Cup and also the Frank Johnson tribute medal to our best player on the day by the Johnson family, which was really special. And it's it's a really nice occasion for the club to celebrate every year. And Corey Wagner took out the medal as the best player for the borough. Yeah, well deserved. So as I said, that gets voted on by members of the Johnson family yep. um, in memory of the the legend that is Frank Johnson every year. And um, yeah, I think uh, not too many people would disagree with that decision by members of the Johnson family yesterday. He was sensational in a, in a losing cause. Um, but, uh, yeah, as I said, we are licking our wounds and just look look ahead now to uh, to what's ahead. So I have to say a lot of uh, terrific photos on the, on the social media platforms. If you want to see uh, what happened uh, yesterday uh, at the ground and the medal presentation, all that is, uh, is up on the social media platforms. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, very special day for the footy club and um, very eerie feeling last week when we didn't have any crowds at, um, at ETU Stadium for the game against. Carlton, so certainly uh, good timing yesterday that we were able to welcome back that uh, maximum limit of a thousand people um, back into ETU Stadium yesterday, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to get another thousand this week when we look ahead to the first final for our um, for our VFLW side, which we'll talk uh, to uh, Claire Diet about a little later on in the podcast. Also, uh, we've got a couple of uh, terrific guests from the men's side of the uh, the competition as well. Yeah, one of the most informed players of the VFL competition, I think it's fair to say, in uh, in Eli Templeton, who also celebrated a milestone yesterday. So it'd be good time to get him on the line for a chat um, and also one of our previous um, previous champions from only a couple of years ago in uh, Sam Dwyer who's transitioned from uh from a player, um, a champion player at the club, to um, to an, a current assistant coach under yep. Ezzy. So we'll hear, hear a little bit more about his journey and his um, uh, how he's travelling in the in the coach's box at the moment. All right. Well, let's get to it and uh, talk to our uh, first guest, who's Eli Templeton. Kev, fair to say one of the most informed players of the VFL competition right now. He's the vice-captain of our men's team and also chalked up game number 100 at VFL level in yesterday's clash with Williamstown. Eli Templeton, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Sammy. Thanks for having me on. No worries. What did you make of uh, yesterday's round 11 clash with the arch-rivals? We were sort of in the game for most of the day, weren't we? But just uh, a few small lapses once again sort of cost us in the end. Yeah, we were, mate. Um, you know, just that last sort of 10 minutes um, in the second quarter where they sort of got a bit of a runner and I think they got like, two or four quick ones and then, um, yeah, we're trying to pick it back um, from that point. But, um, yeah, it's just like you say, just a little lapse of the concentration that came off at the moment, unfortunately. What were some of the, the, the keys to the game, mate? Because it seemed we, we, we had sort of vague control of the game sort of early on. Did you, did you feel that out there as well? Um, yeah, definitely. I think um, we sort of outhunted them early um, and then they sort of just, we had a real focus of um, not allowing uncontested marks. And, yeah, I think they sort of did that um, in the back end of that second quarter and, um, yeah, sort of got their ball movement in the way they like to move it and sort of kept the ball off it. So, 
yeah, make it hard to score when they've got the ball and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that was what sort of focus is out hunting them early and then um, yeah, trying to keep those uncontested marks down, which we weren't able to do. Looked like there was plenty of feeling out there too, mate. There was a few little, uh, few little niggles and contests throughout the day. That quarter time, uh, quarter time explosion of, uh, I think it was dubbed an all in brawl online. It probably, probably a little <laughs> bit over the top, but there was plenty of plenty of heat and plenty of feeling in the game, wasn't there? Which is probably no surprise for the the two clubs that were going at it. Yeah, no, it certainly was, mate. Uh, yeah, it was pretty full on. There's like, bodies coming left, right, and centre, and um, yeah, obviously the the fine belly. Um, at the back end of that uh, first quarter and yeah a few spot fires but um, I think you kind of expect that when you come up against your uh, rival in, in um, Willie in our case It was a special day for you as well mate 100 games at VFL level it must have been a proud day to register such a significant milestone at state league level for you Yeah it was mate um, yeah, it would have liked to have obviously got the chocolate but uh, yeah no, it's not really play for individual accolades and achievements but yeah it's nice to be recognised uh, yeah, after playing 100 games, um, actually coming around pretty quick. And I didn't, sort of was uh, wondering when it was going to come. And then, yeah, sort of a few weeks ago, before, before COVID hit, sort of knew that I was around the mark. So, yeah, no, it was a, it was a special day for me. And a month over from Tassie as well. So that was good for her to, to come over and, um, yeah, spend, spend the weekend with me. And, yeah, come, come down and watch. That so was good. And I know you mentioned you don't want to touch on individual accolades, but you're averaging nearly 35 disposals per game in, in season 2021, including that, that record-breaking 49 a couple of weeks ago against, against Carlton. Do you feel within yourself that you're probably in career-best form at the moment? Um, yeah, I reckon I would say. Like I've had, um, oh, I think I've had um, probably three or four consistent seasons now with um, Port. Uh, but yeah, def- definitely I've had a big, pretty big pre-season um, individually and sort of got myself in... In uh, some pretty good, pretty good mix. So yeah, I, put, I sort of just put it down to that, and um, like I say, averaging possessions and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I'd I'd rather be averaging a lot less possessions and getting wins for the boys. That's for sure. And just off the field as well, you're vice captain. So what does that mean to you in terms of developing your own leadership and being a, a senior figure now around the boys? Yeah, it's obviously a huge honour, um, and obviously we've got really young with at the moment. So um, yeah, 25 and sort of. I'm in that sort of older age bracket, but um, yeah, no, nah, I I like to um, yeah, test myself and and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's a huge honour, and um, yeah, I'm happy just working under Toss and um, yeah, trying to improve uh, the list coming through, and yeah. We know for a variety of reasons that we've got an uphill battle now in the second half of the season to try and make a bit of a charge, but what are some of the goals you have in mind as a team to, to finish off on the on the best possible note in the second half of the season? Yeah, it's obviously um, finals are looking pretty um, out of the picture at the moment, but we had a good chat uh, yesterday after the, after the game and um, Eddie sort of said, where to from here? And we were sort of sitting there, but the thing that um, sort of resonated with me was that We've got eight or nine weeks, however long is left in the season. It's a good opportunity for the young kids to show that what they've got and and all that sort of stuff. So I think it's important that we finish the year off well, just for the terms in terms of the club and also the development of the young young kids coming through. And just individually, again, Eli, does it remain a goal at your point in your career to potentially get looked at again by an AFL club? Is that is that an individual goal that still still burns within you? Um, yeah, I think definitely. Otherwise. Um, I've often said um, if it wasn't, I probably would, wouldn't be testing myself 
um, at the highest level outside the AFL. So, yeah, I said in, in, in an interview the other day that I just like playing in the VFL because you come up against AFL listed um, players and the standard's always pretty good. So, uh, the fire is still there, but yeah, it's not the fair one and all for me. And I'm happy at Port and, yeah. The enjoyment of the game is uh, is as important whatever level you're playing at that, and you're obviously enjoying running around it uh, for for the boys' support at the borough. Yeah, yeah, I love I I do love the club. Um, it's a special place. You drive in. I'm, I live over the west, so you drive in over the bridge, and um, and then you drive up to the ground, and the outlook in the, in the background is pretty special. So it's always pretty easy coming to training or, or coming to a game. So yeah, I won't be going anywhere. I wouldn't have thought. But yeah, I love the club, love the boys. Good on you, Eli. Good luck for the rest of the season, mate. Momentum's a funny thing. You get it going and you never know what might happen. That's it, mate. That's it. We're just going to ride that way. Good on you. Eli Templeton joining us here on the Borough Podcast. As we've said all along, Kev, our VFLW side have been a shining light across 2021 so far, their first ever season in the competition. And now we know for sure that they have wrapped up a finals berth, finishing in third place on the ladder following yesterday's uh, game against Hawthorne, which was a loss. But uh, one of the stars of that side that joins us on the line is Vice-Captain Claire Diet. How are you, Claire? Yeah, really good, guys. And yourself? Going well. Good. Going well. What, good. A, what a journey it's been in uh, in year one for the borough and year one for you at the footy club. How does it feel now that the home and away season is is done and dusted and the, the real stuff, I suppose, can begin? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I think looking back, it's actually gone really quickly. Like, it's been obviously a few months, but um, just been a fantastic few months with the girls. And I don't think any of us would have, would have dreamt we'd be playing finals and finishing third. I think fantastic for the club and fantastic for us. So, yeah, very exciting for next week. What were your thoughts on, on yesterday's game? We knew that the destiny was in our own hands in a lot of ways in terms of mm. if we had a, had a got the chocolates, it would have been second spot, but um wasn't to be, but that's okay. Uh, what were your initial thoughts um, uh, 24 hours later? Yeah, of course. It was a very uh, it was a disappointing game, I think. Uh, we went into it. We were actually really, really pumped before the game. I thought we were all in a very good spot. Uh, we played probably about two quarters of good footy, kicked three goals in the first quarter, and we were looking good. Um, just kind of ran away from us in the end, unfortunately. Credit to Hawthorne, they did play a ripper game. Um, they had some strong marking marking options and some good speed. So um, disappointing, but we'll learn from it. And yeah, fingers crossed, um, can get a win next week and keep on going through finals. We know our opponents this week will now be the Southern Saints. Have you had a chance to, to uh, look ahead and, and see what uh, your thoughts might be for, for taking on them this week? Yeah, look, we lost to them a few weeks ago. Um, so not, not a good not a good thing, but obviously finals are a different, different breed and fingers crossed we can come out and be really strong and actually put four quarters of footy together. I think we'll go through um, some things with them this week uh, and kind of go on when we played them a few weeks ago um, and learn off those those mistakes and learn off how we played, obviously, yesterday as well. Um, and as I mentioned, finals are completely different and hopefully come out singing the song at the end. And just to, just from an overall point of view, Claire, just the thoughts on how the girls have gone about gelling together, you know, those many months ago that you mentioned, so many girls coming mm-hmm. from different backgrounds and sometimes even different parts of Australia, you know, interstate and whatnot. What did, what did you do as, a, as one of the leaders to bring everyone together? Because whatever it was, it, it must have worked really well. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely has. It's been it's been something so special and something I've really never been a part of in any sport or any, um, any team I've been a part of. So it's just been fantastic, I think, being a new group together, probably worked in our favour in that aspect like it wasn't just a bunch of girls coming in to an already formed group it was we're all coming together we're going to start from scratch uh we're just going to have a lot of fun while doing it and like credit to Lockie and and everyone that kind of did the recruiting aspect of it we've just it's just a really good bunch of really good bunch of girls and we've just bonded um really quickly like after the Geelong game in round four we we went away for the weekend together which I don't think many many clubs would do after week four 
particularly being a brand new team. So, yeah, we just get around each other. We have fun. We go hang out outside of footy and we just enjoy being in each other's company. So it's been, it's been really special and something I'll definitely treasure for a long time, that's for sure. And what's the feeling been amongst both the borough-listed girls and also the Richmond girls that have come into the side during the season as part of the part of the alignment? I suppose similar to the original commencement of the program, they just seem to have fitted in with the existing group seamlessly every time they've come back to Port Melbourne. Yeah, it's been fantastic having those girls down and we very much treat it as that they come down here. They're, yes, they're on a Richmond list and they play AFLW and they're a fantastic talent, but when they come down, they're, they're, a, borough, they're a borough and they're playing for the borough and just want everyone to fit in and be a part of the club. So you're wearing the red and blue, you're being a part of that. Um, it's obviously fantastic having them down and having that knowledge, uh, that experience behind them too and bringing in obviously some things that they, they do at Richmond in terms of their philosophies and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they fit in really well. Obviously had the likes of um, Zinger, Elmac and Hannah who played with us for most of the season. Unfortunately, played their last game uh, yesterday, just due to everything in terms of how the AFLW and VFLW do align, but it's been fantastic having them and they'll definitely be an inaugural part of the team. Um, yeah, great, great, just a great bunch of girls, really. <laughs> and just the thoughts on Lockie Harris. He's also a first-year senior coach and some of the philosophies mm-hmm. and mindsets that he's brought to the group that's that's been so successful. Yeah, I think we definitely built, obviously, and mentioned earlier, the culture that we have um, and we've got those values of professional, relentless and united. Um, he usually harps on that before every game uh, at training and making sure that we're sticking to those to those values. Um, I think he's a great coach, very personable, and we can just get along, have a chat, um, and if we need to, obviously, go to him for advice and everything we need to as well. But really good coach, um, probably one of the better coaches I've been I've played under. So yeah, he's been fantastic. And just a little bit about your own individual background, Claire. What did your pathway to the borough look like and how has this year's experience at a new club been to being compared to, to what you've had previously? And just in addition to that, I understand there was a bit of feeling in yesterday's game and you, you might have copped a bit from uh, uh, behind the fence and both on the ground as well. It was uh, a, a bit of a bruising encounter, I hear. Uh, yes, yeah, so I've definitely come off second best from yesterday's game. A bit of a neck, bit of a neck injury, unfortunately, but um, did come from Hawks. So I played in their VFLW side for three years. Um, that was my first VFLW club. Um, yes, I played with them, which was it was a great experience. So I played about three games in there, my first season there, and then second and third season played every game, um, which was fantastic. Obviously, I have a lot of respect for them. Their their team and their coaching has changed a lot since I was there. Um, obviously, we picked up Yule from Hawthorne, one of our, our midfield coach, which is great. I've got a good connection with him. Um, but yeah, it's been fantastic. I've always loved footy, and it was really awesome to be picked up in the VFLW. And I just think changing over to the borough this year and being a part of the leadership group um, and just being able to build on my footy with a new bunch of girls and new coaches has been fantastic. But yeah, definitely a bit of feeling in yesterday's game, that's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, and and outside of footy, do you want to just elaborate to our fans on what's sort of keeping you occupied? What are you up to in terms of work or study away from the footy club? What's taking up your time? Yes, I work at the Richmond Footy Club, actually, uh, just in their membership department. So trying to keep the Tiger Army happy all 103,000 of them, which <laughs> is quite difficult sometimes, particularly this year with restrictions in terms of crowds and things like that. But it's a fantastic club to be a part of. I'm a mad Richmond supporter, so it's very blessed. Don't think little Claire would believe that I'd be working there. So, um, yeah, it's fantastic. Obviously, yeah, working, um, love going surfing and doing photography and stuff like that too. So that takes up a lot of my time as well. But, yeah, just working and having fun, basically. <laughs> hey, Claire, uh, this uh, week against the Southern Saints, so you, you're writing the history of the uh, of the footy club, of the female part of the footy club, so it's a, it's a very special time for you and the girls. Yeah, it absolutely is. I think, as I mentioned before, it's just something I don't think we – well, obviously going into a season, you don't really know what's going to happen, and you obviously play footy to play finals, and I just think looking back at it now, when we started 7-0, and um, that was just – it was an amazing experience, and then when you got your first loss, you're like, oh, okay, this is what it feels like. We need to learn from these things, but – 
this week's just going to be super exciting. We'll just head into training tonight, have a bit of a light one. I think we're heading to the beach, which I don't know if everyone's too keen on <laughs> oh, um, yeah. in the middle of winter. But, uh, yeah, got to get that recovery up and just very exciting. Hopefully we can go all the way. Obviously try our absolute best to do so. It'd be fantastic. Just like, just imagine first year in the VFLW and we, we win a flag. So that's the plan anyway. Absolutely. Uh, congratulations on the season so far, but uh, there's uh, there's some business to be done. Good luck with the rest of it. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Look forward to it. Well, after finishing up at the Borough following the conclusion of the Premiership winning 2017 season, it didn't take long for champion Sam Dwyer to enter the coaching ranks at the club after entering the call from, from Gary Ayres shortly after his retirement. Now being kind enough to join us on the line and chat in a little bit more depth about it all. How are you, bud? Yeah, good, thanks, Sam. Good. Uh, yeah, obviously, um, wanted to stay involved and all that sort of stuff. And when Ezzy called, I was more than happy to jump on board. Uh, firstly, mate, what were your thoughts on the weekend's game against Williamstown? We, we sort of, once again, a similar story of playing in patches and had control in a lot of parts of the game, but just those little lapses seemed to cost us at times. Yeah, look, I mean, that's sort of been a bit of a story for the season so far. We've found ourselves in, in basically every game, apart from probably round one, where we, we were very slow getting out of the box, but every other game we've sort of been within striking distance, um, you know, getting towards the end of the game and just either have had patches throughout the game that cost us and it's an interesting one. I was actually talking to uh, to Cross Tom O'Sullivan um, earlier today. Uh, you can look at it a couple of ways, I guess. We've uh, we had patches where, you know, football, the modern day football is very much a, a momentum game and we haven't been able to stop the momentum of the opposition um, quick enough to, to give ourselves a greater opportunity but also I think when we've had the momentum in games, we haven't really been able to sort of put it on the scoreboard, which is which has really hurt us at times as well. So, yeah, look, there's been, uh, I guess, on both sides of the stick, we've sort of, uh, we can tidy things up and, and sort of work on that throughout the the remaining eight or nine games, which however many we'll have uh, for the rest of the year. And we touched on it off the top, mate, but just from an overall point of view, you've had a, a decorated but certainly very interesting football journey, rising up through the ranks of the VFL to eventually join Collingwood and play 39 games across three seasons before your return to the borough in 2016, which resulted in an ACL rupture and then a premiership. So basically uh, one extreme to the other in just those two seasons, wasn't it, when you came back? Yeah, so it wasn't the ACL, but uh, I basically ripped, uh, ripped the three hammy tendons off the bone uh, which was pretty Probably frustrating, worked. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was very worth yeah, to be honest. But uh, yeah, look, I, you know, obviously coming from Port, going to Collingwood, uh, getting the opportunity, I was grateful for. And then um, when the time finished up there, um, I was more than happy to come back and wrap to actually come back and join Port Melbourne again. And obviously had that great connection and great affiliation with the club. And uh, yeah, I thought I came back and. I was really looking forward to probably providing a bit more than what else we could in the end. But uh, look, I still still felt that to come back and contribute and get around the boys and uh, try and help in any way that I could. I was obviously very frustrated with the injury, and it uh, was probably the first real major injury that I'd had uh, throughout my football journey. Look, I mean, obviously you got little niggles here and there and that sort of stuff, but this was the first major one, and it was. Uh, it was just such shocking timing, I suppose. It was uh, the second quarter of the last practice game before round one. So, um, yeah, look, I, I'd sort of come off the list and I was, I was fit and well and healthy and all that sort of stuff and I was building up towards round one and, uh, 
yeah, obviously everything came to a crashing halt, I suppose. And it's probably a good segue too, because given you had those sort of vast experiences as a player, do you find that that can help you in your approach to your coaching now? Hundred percent. It's uh, I think I know that uh, even now, like if you do, you have to check yourself, and you know, sitting up from up in the coach's box, looking at uh, the overview of the ground, and you can see everything that's unfolding, and you do have to keep reminding yourself how hard it is as a player out there, and you know, it's, the game moves so quick and all that sort of stuff. And um, I guess probably even having that uh, those injuries gives you that opportunity to, I guess, well, while I was injured, I sort of had the opportunity to go up and, and sit in the coach's box and it gives you a different perspective on things. But it also, I think it's helped me now. Um, I guess you look back and, and you understand how hard the game is actually to play and, um, how hard it can be with so many moving parts to make the right decisions and uh, well, I guess you can get very critical as a coach but uh, yeah look obviously you just pushing the guys for as to be the best players that they can but uh, yeah you sort of have to be a bit understanding as well at times and um, but yeah those experiences as, as a player and that sort of stuff I think it's certainly stuff that you tap into now coaching um, to try and Motivate or inspire or however it may be, whatever you can pass on to the playing group, I guess. And given you are so fresh out, uh, you know, fresh out of the game as a player, you must do you feel that urge sometimes to pull the jumper on and get out there yourself to, to pull, pull the uh, pull the group into line in any way, or you know, do you feel a little bit helpless at times as a coach, I suppose? Oh, absolutely. I mean, every week, uh, you know, there's moments in games or um, training sessions or. Um, you know, just periods where we're in meetings or anything like that. And, and you feel like, you know, you're connected to the group, but you're also sort of that, that one step away from actually being, um, having that voice inside the playing group and that sort of stuff. And, you know, I'd love to be able to still be able to run around and, and get a kick and enjoy what's that feeling with uh, running out of the race with all the boys and that sort of stuff. But uh, obviously I understand that... Uh, that's not possible now. Um, so I understand sort of all that sort of stuff, the, the limitations, and sometimes the time comes before you'd uh, like it too. But, uh, yeah, look, I mean, obviously, the game on the weekend is uh, the perfect example. Beautiful conditions coming up against your arch rival. Um, physical game, you'd love to be out there and be, be involved. And is coaching something now that you'd like to continue to develop to the point of perhaps even being in charge of your own side one day at one level of, of football or another? Yeah, look, I mean, obviously, you look at it and it's sort of uh, something that I've, I think I'm getting better at and obviously who better to learn under the Nazi, um all the knowledge and, and um, you know, experiences that he's had at a number of different levels is uh, it's a great opportunity that I've got and something that I'm really loving. And look, I mean, I, I, I enjoy trying to, to help people reach the potential that they've got, but also... You know, I'm passionate about the footy club. I'm passionate about where where the footy club's headed and, and the playing group and that sort of stuff. So um, where that leads, uh, I just sort of take it. Like obviously, you know, I've got a, a strong affiliation with with the Port Melbourne Footy Club. Um, I'm really passionate about football. Um, I want to keep it and develop what I'm doing in the game and my understanding of the game and understanding of coaching. So where that leads, um, who knows? I guess I'm, I'm certainly 
passionate about it and happy to uh, to pursue it wherever, however far that, that goes, I suppose. Yeah, and just finally, mate, from a, a 2021 season point of view, we know it's a, it is a bit of a tough road out there for the boys at the moment, but there, there have been genuine reasons, haven't there, for the win-loss ratio. And I suppose the second part of the question is, what's the focus now as a coaching group for the boys to, to really drive home in the second half of the season? Yeah, look, it's been a challenging year, obviously, uh, coming off uh, 12 months off, really, um, you know, due to COVID and... Um, yeah, look, there's been significant change throughout the, throughout the playing list, throughout the, the competition, and unfortunately, we sort of probably have had a pretty pretty poor run with injury and that sort of stuff, so I guess probably, look, the focus for us moving forward is, look, we understand that uh, we've got to take it week by week, really, now, and uh, look, there's still significant games that we can, that we can uh, get through these last eight or nine games, and I think it's a real important period for the club to, to build some strong foundations for what's going to happen in the future. Players are probably at the crossroads of where they want to be in terms of with their playing careers and that sort of stuff. So it's a good opportunity for guys to, uh, to one, either cement themselves as, you know, senior VFL footballers, but two, also, I guess, for those 12 listed guys with, uh, that you have to have on your list um, as development list, but uh, it gives them a great opportunity to to not only develop, but also get a great understanding of what uh, what it takes to play at the level as well. So, you know, there's going to be challenges in terms of motivation with uh, with what's been taken away from us. It's just probably that carrot of playing final football. But I think if the players sort of look at it from a week-by-week week week perspective and the opportunity and challenges that come with that, then, you know, there should still be plenty of motivation to get out there and perform and, and represent the club as best we can. Probably a really good message to finish on, I reckon. Plenty, uh, plenty still to play out in season 2021, that's for sure. Um, Spud, thanks for jumping on the line for a chat, mate, to uh, chat a little bit more about your journey and what it all means and um, all the best of what's to come. Beautiful. Thanks very much for having me, Sammy. Appreciate it. All right, we come to the uh, the final bit of the uh, the podcast, Sam, and uh, we've got a very exciting weekend coming up in many, many ways. Yeah, a historic weekend yeah. for Claire and the girls as part of the uh, the Port Melbourne inaugural VFLW side. They've We know that they've qualified for the finals in their first ever season, which is quite remarkable to think about, really. Um, they have finished in third and will be playing the Southern Saints at home uh, this weekend. Uh, we will get the, um, the time and the day confirmed, hopefully in the coming days, um, from the VFL. But um, as I said, very exciting and amazing that they've been able to do it. You know, the more that you think about the situation, first yep. ever season uh, in the competition, they finished third, qualified for the finals, and now um, who knows how far they can go. They've showed their capabilities that they um, can beat the best, and um, they'll be hoping to do it over the next three or four weeks, that's for sure. Certainly so. you get that impression from Claire, don't you, that the, there's there's uh, petrol in the tank that, uh, that she knows that the girls and her have got, then they're ready to go. Yeah, I think they've um, they've had one eye um, once it's been, been a little bit clearer that um, – the finals campaign would be approaching. I think they've had one eye um, on, on this next month and they're hopefully ready to go and hungry for su- success. And um, as I said, it's uh, it's history in the making and hopefully um, all of our fans can get behind uh, get behind the girls as they have done as they have done all year and check out the social media platforms and uh, the details of uh, the match details will be up on that but it will be at home uh, just not sure of the day and time at the moment yeah so we'll get that confirmed and publicised in the next in the uh, coming days um, stay tuned to our website and social media for all that information and similar to our um, our men yep. um, obviously uh, uh, given the, the current COVID environment that we're in we've got a rolling sort of week to week situation to deal with um, which obviously doesn't help our planning in terms of. Um, games, functions, events and the like but 
um, yeah, we have to uh, have to appreciate that at least we are playing footy. Um, great to see the the borough, borough men and women back out there, and we'll deal with um, deal with the consequences as they happen. But uh, yeah, week to week rolling fixture at the moment for the VFL, yep. um, and then the VFLW final series starting this week with the clash against the Southern Saints. And as always, uh, thanks to uh, the the supporters and the fans and the members and the, and the sponsors uh, who've stuck fat with the club because it's difficult. It is hard. You're, you're not you're not getting what you expected at the start of the season, but uh, we're, we're just uh, as as Sam said, it's a week by week, day by day proposition, and it moves and changes as one border closes and one opens. And now that we are a, a national eastern uh, seaboard competition, it's become more difficult. Yeah, and it's just more tricky generating that consistency. You know, um, we get a run on of games, and next minute we're in lockdown, and then. Yep. We We've got training restrictions and crowd restrictions or no crowds or whatever it is. So um, as we mentioned, it was a great turnout yesterday. Um, Yeah, well done. Uh, a thousand fans poured through the gates and witnessed a great game of footy. So we do appreciate everyone's understanding and um, and yeah, appreciate their ongoing support and um, patience in in, in uh, helping the club deal with this uh, situation that we're navigating. Big finish to the season uh, coming up, and it starts this weekend with the girls. So, so uh, good luck uh, to the uh, to Lockie and the girls. So let's hope uh, they continue on their merry way. Good on you, Sam. No worries, Kev. Thanks for uh, thanks for that as always, and fingers crossed for a, uh, a an exciting uh, exciting game this week for our women. Keep going.